Today we're looking at chapter 9 of Daniel, and this chapter is really a prayer that Daniel prays and has answered pretty pretty immediately um, by, by God through the angel Gabriel. And um, what I notice as I'm reading this chapter is that Daniel's prayer kind of has has three pieces to it, and it really closely resembles um, the the prayer pattern that we're given in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew. Uh, but Daniel's Daniel's first the first section of his prayer is declaration, where he's he's telling God how great God is. He's he's declaring how big God is. He's declaring that God's in control, and that God has a plan. And the second part of his prayer is a confession where he lays out, here's all the ways that Israel has sinned before God. And he's, he's going to pray for Israel. He's going to pray for um, his, his promised land. Um, but before he does that, he confesses not just that God, we've sinned, but God, here's all the ways we've sinned. He clears the deck. He, he clears his heart. And then the third part is a request. And the reason I find this an interesting reminder or, or a powerful reminder is because when we pray in this manner, when we confess how, how big God is, that we don't, that we can't grasp the field that he's playing on and, and that he's got a plan and that it's hard for us to understand it. And then we confess all of our sins. You can't help, but have a humble heart when you ask for something from God. And it also kind of puts into context some of the things you're asking for, you know, um, Every God wants us to pray to Him, and He wants us to ask for things. Um, and and every prayer is a legitimate prayer, and every request is a legitimate request. But in reality, sometimes some of the things that we ask for are a little are a little out of context. And um, so when we pray in this way, it puts us in this humble state. It puts us in the right context to ask. Um, and, and I think that's a big idea to, to hang on to this morning. As a side note, um, it's readings like this where you see someone referring to other scriptures all over the place. I mean, there's all sorts of quoted text in this prayer. And it's it's scriptures like this that are actually some of the best evidence that the books that, that, that are bound together that we now call the Bible, these manuscripts that are all bound together— they're not bound together because someone decided, here's the Bible. They're bound together because authors, by doing things like what Daniel's doing here, he's, he's proving to us that these were already the widely accepted manuscripts and teachings of the time. So the Bible's not bound together because someone arbitrarily put it together. It's bound together because these were already the teachings that were ascribed to our faith. So the Bible is really just a collection of things that were already accepted. And I, that's a really important point. And there was a ton of information here trying to decipher these dates and timelines that Daniel lays out. Um, and, and, and it's fascinating. Um, but the big idea for me today is back to this idea of prayer, that when we get in the right frame of mind, when we have the right context and the right humility, and we go to pray for God. You know, in my life, I've noticed God always shows up in one way or another when I do that, whether it's a, I can hear a, a soft voice in the back of my mind, or it's a person's face that flashes before my eyes, or I feel some, I feel called to some kind of action. When I'm in the right frame of mind, when I am 
humble and I've confessed and I've declared God's greatness, God always seems to show up. 